Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Wednesday, halfway through the week. It is November 10th. And uh, hey, yesterday was, uh, well, we'll talk about it more in a minute, but it was a give back day. Uh, a lot of giving back on all the indexes. Uh, we do have some major economic stuff coming out today. The Thursday reports will be coming out this morning. Uh, jobs and unemployment and uh, some of those type of things. Of course, CPI comes out. All important things that we need to talk about this morning when Dave joins us here in just a moment. But before we do, please, please let me remind you that as you get closer and closer to retirement, if you're 55, 60, or already in retirement, you need to have a plan in place for where your income is going to come from. We have put together our process of core retirement design trademarked because we put so much time and effort into it and it works to help create the retirement you always dreamed of. We put together our core retirement design. Give us a call, 863-382-0037. And with that, we've got Dave coming up next. there, 105.7 Light FM. I'm at 8.40 now, 20 before 9. And it's time to check in on your money on Wall Street. And I've been kind of happy and kind of smiley for the last few days going into this. If you detect a certain fall in my voice, well, there's a reason. Got a bunch of economic junk that came out that's not making the markets very happy this morning. Let's go check in with Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services and see whether he's jumping off a roof yet. And Philip, good morning. How are you? Hey, you know, when you have good days, you got to expect some tough days, too. And, uh, yeah. uh Kind of the way this one starts to be working out. We were down a little yesterday, but not really that exciting. I mean, 112 points against the 30 against the 36,000 Dow really isn't all that much. A third of a percent swing on the two blue chip indexes yesterday, both downward. Nasdaq down a little over a half a percent, but it was one of those just you know maybe just profit taking days yesterday. Then we come up to the macro reports for this morning and. Holy crud, there isn't one bit of good news we got out of this, is there? No, there's really not, um, Dave, as we continue to look at what's happening in the world around us. Um, yeah, the, these numbers are, are just not good. I don't know which ones you want to start with, with first because there's a bunch. Oh, yeah. Well, let's, let's, start, let's start out with the minor misses that you shrug your shoulder at. We got the initial jobless claims and continuing claims out this morning because tomorrow is Veterans Day. Expected 260,000 first-time unemployment claims came in at 267. <laughs> Small miss. Uh, continuing claims, they expected 2,050,000. Uh, 2.050 million. We got 2.16 million. Small miss. And again, because it's early, we aren't even sure of the survey. But then we get to the consumer price index. Month over month, our market basket prices went up by nine tenths of a percent, almost a full percent in one month. Now, those of us that do our own grocery shopping are kind of saying big news on that. But when you get it out of the federal government, you kind of sit back on your heels, don't you? Yeah, you really do. I mean, that is a, a huge deal. I mean, it's I, I will say it's not a, a big miss uh, in terms of what was expected because they expected on the on the CPI, they can sp expected six tenths. It came in at nine tenths. But what I look at is month over month. So if we look at September the CPI was up four tenths of a percent. So we owe more than doubled it this month from last month. And the core CPI 
again, expectation to what it is, not too bad. It was expected at four tenths, came in at six. But I look at last month, it was two tenths. So we tripled that increase. That's what I look at. And, and that's some big, big increase. As a matter of fact, one of the headlines I saw said that, um, that this is the biggest uh, increase since, get this, Dave, December of 1990. Crap. <laughs> that, that, that's back when we were kids. Uh, it, it's, it's not good news. I mean, you know, that, and that equates to a 6.2% annualized inflation rate. And I mean, Social Security recipients last month said, oh, 5% rise in my Social Security benefits. That's fine. Well, we're already pretty well whacked that down to nothing, haven't we? Yeah, we, we have. I mean, it sounded good until you start looking at all these other numbers and saying, well, geez, uh, that, that's not going to keep up with inflation. Yeah, it's not. And the uh, car, you, know, the, you, could, you can write it off. Normally we'd say, well, gas prices are up. What do you expect? But that core number excludes food and energy. And that means all the stuff that is normally relatively stable on price and isn't subject to wild fluctuations, that gives us a 4.6% core annual rate. That means the stuff that pretty much stays put is also going up at close to 5% inflation. Kind of something that I, I seem to remember oh, over a year ago, you and I were saying something like this was likely to happen, didn't we? We, we did. Um, you know, maybe we could get in the forecasting business, Dave. Offhand, I think we might be able to make some money doing that because, uh, that by and large, bottom line is inflation, 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 and somebody got to take notice of that in Congress while they're talking about that extra one point seven five trillion they want to spend now. Yeah, Dave. Unfortunately, I don't think they are. Uh, I think they're going to just uh, uh, you know sweep this number under the rug and just keep on trucking, spending money. You know, I had an interesting conversation last night. Uh, with a economics teacher and uh, at, at my Kiwanis meeting. And I found it interesting because she pointed out, and I hadn't really thought of this, but she was absolutely right. We could nip this stuff in the bud really quick, Dave. Mm -hmm. All we have to do is quit spending money. No, it's, uh, that's too easy. Can't work. Don't, don't, <laughs> you know, don't go buy the new car. Don't go buy. Uh, as much in groceries, pay, you know, pay, get the bare minimum. Don't go buy out and buy the new house. Don't just quit buying stuff, just the, the bare essentials. And, and that would get people's attention because if you're not there to buy it, well, then they have to lower the price to entice you to buy it. And so yeah. um, I thought that was a pretty easy fix. Yeah. The only downside to doing that from the consumer up, ends up putting the local mom-and-pop retailer down before it has any chance of changing the national economy. But your point is very well taken. Uh, at the very least, as far as the uh, the big stores, the corporate-owned stores and whatnot, uh, going and just simply increasing our savings rate would be good for us individually and it would help the economy as a whole. I would never advocate just choking off money on the mom-and-pop stores, though. Well, that's true. I mean, you, you don't want to do that. But, but, it's, uh, but anything you can keep from buying, um, you know, if we could do that uh, unilaterally, that would put pressure and inflation would not be able to continue to increase because people got to sell their goods. Yeah, it is. So it, the fact of the matter, folks, you know, don't think about because we talk about inflation being a function of government spending and all of that. 
But everything turns on that old supply and demand number, and inflation is going up because of challenges and because a surplus of money on the marketplace is making it easier to support those higher prices, and then it just goes around and again because the prices go up, wages go up, that creates more money, and that creates more demand, and that ends up creating more prices. It's, it's a vicious circle once it gets started, and it was caused by stagflation, that term that we kind of dragged back out of the early 80s. Uh, it's a real hard thing to stop, too. It, it really is. Once it gets to cranking, it just, like we said yesterday, it's almost like a snowball rolling downhill. It just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And I, I don't want to think how about how we solved the 1970s and early 80s stagflation problem. Remember what happened? No, that was, yeah, that was, that was not, um, that was not it was pretty. A very, it was a very deep, albeit a very short recession, and that kind of flushed the commode. And it brought us back to a more planned growth rate. And that's not the solution we're looking for. So actually, your econ teacher's idea, with the exception of not stopping spending money in the mom and pop stores, might not be a bad idea. That's right. Hey, you know, it, uh, but it takes a concerted effort among everybody to do that, right? If just a few people do it, it's not going to work. It takes everybody doing the same thing. It really is. That's that's absolutely sure. So bottom line is the reaction of the markets was profoundly negative that you and I were comparing notes, your instant tick number to the delayed quotes. Uh, the losses on the market pretty much doubled between 827, three minutes before the numbers came out, and 835 at the time that we spoke. And there's been another side effect to the reaction of the federal bond market. Uh, yields are going up on federal bonds, which also messes with the stock market. Uh, that's right. And, uh, and it does mess with the stock market, especially the NASDAQ stocks, because, you know, they're a little bit more interest rate sensitive than the rest of them, um, mainline companies. So that's uh, that's also adding some fuel to the fire. Yeah. In other words, it's probably not going to be a particularly good day today on Wall Street. And we're going to cross our fingers that tomorrow it'll turn into a maybe we overreacted day and a little bit of a bounce back. How are the companies doing that are reporting for earnings season? Have we got any good news on them? You know, Dave, I wish I could say I did, but everything I see is uh, taking it on the chin. Um, let's start with Coinbase. You know, Coinbase was that company that uh, was a cryptocurrency exchange. Um, mm -hmm. They, uh, I think they went public. It was this year, I think, wasn't it, Dave? It seems to me, yeah, that they were one of the early ones in terms of being able to buy crypto online, and I think I remember their IPO about six months ago. So they uh, they missed on revenue uh, by about um, oh two hundred fifty million dollars. Uh, Is that so, all? Uh, yeah, that's all. Um, their monthly transaction transacting users declined from the previous quarter. Um, so they they're just um, like I said, they're taking it on the chin. They're trading down today almost 10%. I got to believe some of that is the advent of those ETFs that are trading in Bitcoin. That's a little bit safer way to mess around on the Bitcoin markets. All of a sudden, buying it on your cell phone doesn't sound as secure as going to your broker and buying an exchange-traded fund working on them. Well, that's true. You're absolutely right. There's, there's more options now, and so that could be putting some pressure on them as well. Mm -hmm. The price is getting higher, so less people can actually want to buy it now because it is high. They think it'll bounce, it'll come back down before they buy. Um, so a lot of things there. The other one we have is Poshmark. I had to figure, figure out what Poshmark was because I couldn't remember, but it is a, a site where you can buy and sell secondhand items, if you will. 
Um, the snobby stuff, I'm assuming by the name. I would, I would think so. I think it's, it's yeah. probably got to be good stuff, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But they lost um, nine cents a share on uh, on revenue of about seventy nine million dollars. The the Wall Street was expecting a loss of about seven cents a share on revenue of eighty two million dollars. So. Um, uh, a miss there on both the top and bottom line. And they came out with weaker than expected forecast. You know what that means, Dave. That is the recipe for not good. Down 32.5% this morning. Holy crud. They got to be our big percentage loser of the day, don't they? Uh, I, I think so. I, I think so, though. Um, yeah, that is a big loser, at least what I have today. Um Everybody's down today, but uh, but they're the big big loser for the day. Uh, we had uh, Fubo TV. You know, they're the mm-hmm. ones that uh, kind of uh, specialize in sports streaming, live television. Um, they had weaker than expected results as well. Um, they lost seventy four cents a share. They're expected to lose sixty three cents, so that's eleven cents worse. Um, in terms of revenue, they missed by about thirteen million dollars. So nothing to 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 you know really laugh at, but it's down about a little over nine percent this morning. Well, it's not a fun day to start it out. Resetting the table, it was kind of a leveling off, profit taking day yesterday. Red ink, but not a monster amount. Things are going to turn a little bit this morning toward the negative side. Forty five minutes before we open, Philip, what do things look like? Well, they, they have, I will say, they improved a tad, not 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 a lot, but we got the Dow actually down almost two-tenths of a percent right now. That's almost $65. The uh, S&P 500 down a third of a percent or $16. The NASDAQ down three-quarters of a percent, about $106. So everything is looking red this morning on the index side. Commodities, we got a lot of green ink today. Silver uh, up 1.1%. Gold up almost 1% to $1,848 an ounce. And then the green you don't like, crude oil, a massive increase from yesterday when we talked up about a quarter of a percent right now to $84.33 a barrel. Wow. And you know, those changes in gold and crude oil are all inside the last half hour because a half an hour ago, by quote, had gold down a little bit and crude oil only at 83 and a half. That, there you go. Things moving fast. Overseas markets, Asian rim was mixed. No big movements either direction, although the Hong Kong day had a uh, 74 hundredths of a percent increase. Europe is kind of looking at our futures market and our economic reports and going, ugh. So they're all just slightly to the negative as well halfway through their day. This is one of those poster child moments, Philip. You can control your own investments. You can't control the risk because, well, heck, the government vomits up numbers and everything goes in the wrong direction. That takes controlling risk. How do I find you to do that to my portfolio? Maybe, you know, the closer folks get to retirement, the more important it is to have a plan in place. We want to help folks really and truly design the retirement they always dreamed of. And we do that through our core retirement design process. Uh, Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your visit. And then uh, check out our website, statlerfinancial.com. Join us on Facebook at Statler Financial Services. And then this weekend, the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730 and now on 95.3 FM.
And it does look like we have a noon start to the Gator game on Saturday, so it looks like we're going to miss the Saturday run, but 6 a.m. Saturday morning and 10 o'clock Sunday morning on News Talk 730. Fair enough? Fair enough, man. Thank you, my friend. I will see you tomorrow. All right, buddy. You have a great day. Be well. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. From the pitch. Swung at a little. Hey, folks. Again, I want to thank you for joining us today as we uh, get hit the middle of the week. Uh, but t- hope you'll join us again tomorrow. Until then, take care.